This is The Hidden Why Podcast, episode 704 with Aaron Walker. Enjoy. Welcome to The Hidden Why's 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Today's feature guest is Aaron Walker. The topic is authentic. Aaron has been a past guest on The Hidden Why, episode 10, and he comes back today to talk about why authenticity is paramount. You can safely say that Aaron is a serial entrepreneur, a veteran entrepreneur. He has started many businesses over his four-decade journey, but right now he's working on many other things, including publishing books and helping other people set up mastermind groups. In this episode, I talk to Aaron why authenticity is paramount in moving forward in life. It's about being integral to what you truly value. This is an amazing chat. I hope you guys enjoy it with Aaron Walker. Cheers. Aaron Walker, welcome back to the Hidden Why Podcast. How have you been? Hey, Lee. I'm doing good, buddy. Thank you so much. It's been a couple of years now since I was on your show. Yeah, man. You've got a, uh, a lot happening by the sounds of it. Man, it has been so busy. Absolutely. We've uh, launched a new book, a couple of them, and working on a third book. And we continue to add great, amazing people to our mastermind group. And uh, life is good right now. Yeah, well, we'll have to stick some of those links in the show notes for the people to check out because you've got three books now or two. Yeah, and one I've on got the the, yeah, I've got uh, View from the Top is uh, a book that we launched about 18 months ago, uh, The Mastermind Blueprint. I teach people how to build masterminds. And then Seth Bueckley and I are co-authoring a book called Where's My Mentor? And we're working on that now. Yeah. Mm, mm. Pretty hard up. It'll be released uh, in the fall of 2019. Okay. So with a lot going on, and this is a little bit off topic, um, because you're a veteran entrepreneur and and you've always had a lot going on. What is it about about that? Like, why, why do you always find yourself? Just doing my wife produce. asked, you've been talking to my wife, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> She's asking me that question all the time. You know, this is my 40th year being an entrepreneur. I started my first business at 18 years old and, uh, I really enjoy working. I just love, uh, you know, being a creator developer. And once it gets stagnant or old or in the mundane state of just maintaining, I get bored and I sell the business. This is our 14th business. We've had 12 pretty successful companies, uh, this is uh, 11 and 12 that we're working on. Oh, excuse me, we just finished those. We're on 13 and 14 right now. So I just love creating. It's just fun to take something that's not anything or something that's been run down and uh, turn it around and make it viable and make it profitable and either run it for a while and then sell it. But, you know, I think I'm going to hang tough where I'm at right now, though, for a long time because I'm really enjoying 
leading the masterminds. Mm, mm. Have all your businesses been about, you know, really assisting and working with others, individuals or groups to improve them in whatever area that might be? No, 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 it hasn't at all. The other companies that I've been involved in throughout my career have been bricks and mortar, uh, been completely about me. Mm. Uh, that's the reason I'm enjoying what I'm doing is because we're helping people in their personal and professional development and it's making a difference in other people's lives. And I think that's why it's so meaningful and purposeful. Yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. Well, look, um, they can check out all the show notes because I think we went uh, a bit deeper into a lot of that stuff, uh, what you do, what you're all about in episode 10, uh, which is back in January 2016. So uh, welcome back, Aaron. This is episode 704. And today we're going to talk about the topic authentic. Um, so let's start there. What is authentic to you? Yeah, I think the world today, Lee, is starving for authenticity. And we talk about that a lot in the mastermind groups. And about 20 years ago, I was invited to be in a mastermind group with Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller and hmm. Jeff Mosley. Some of those guys may or may not mean anything to your audience. But when I went into the group, I was scared to death. I walked in that room, you know, 10 people sitting around a table. And I'm like, man, I don't know anybody in here. And Dave said, hey, just relax. You'll enjoy this. And we started reading books together and started going through business plans and looking at things. And the thing that kept resonating with me was they kept talking about being authentic and transparent and vulnerable. And I'm like, it's everything that I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to tell people my problems. I don't want to be transparent and vulnerable and authentic in this room. Like, I don't know these people that well, and it makes me nervous to do that. Well, the longer I'm in, the more I get to know the guys and build a relationship. And the word authentic kept rising to the top. And I'm like, well, what, what do y'all even mean? Like, what does that mean? It's uh, be genuine. And I'm like, well, yeah, but if I tell you everything that uh, I'm struggling with or the trials that I'm having, you know, you may not want me in the group. And they're like, well, you don't need to be living behind a facade. You don't need to be living behind a veil. You need to let the veil down be transparent, be vulnerable, and then people will relate to you even better. And it was contrary to anything I'd ever been taught before. And so I did slowly. I barely let the veil down a little bit. I would share a couple of things, and they're like, well, they didn't kick me out of the group. I guess they like me. And so then hmm. I continued to let the veil down, and I finally just got to where I would say after about a year, year and a half, I wouldn't even have to say, hey, this is top secret. Don't tell anybody. It was just like, hey, this is the reality of it is I don't know what to do in this situation or my marriage is having troubles or I'm having trouble with my children or there's things in business world that I just don't know. I don't have the resources. I don't have the relationships. How can you guys help me? And I became very authentic and mm. genuine and vulnerable and transparent. And as a result of that, they gave me great answers and they gave me great relationships and resources and advice because if people are not authentic, you can't give them great advice because you're building on a shaky foundation. There's nothing there that's truth. Hmm. And so I've just gone on a quest to live my life very authentically. Yeah, great. So for everyone else listening out there, um, why is being authentic so powerful? What are the I mean, you sort of talked about the results of getting some good advice coming back in, some good guidance coming back in by being authentic. But what else is it about being authentic that people can really go, yes, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And that's a good motivation to start trying to be more authentic. Well, let's just talk about your everyday life. Let's just talk about the social circles that you run in, or let's talk about the business deals that you do. 
many, many times guys in business entrepreneurs today are living kind of in the gray area. They're living in an area that, you know, long as nobody knows, long as I don't get caught, uh, long as the government doesn't find out, long as my wife doesn't know, uh, it, it's really okay. You know, it's not hurting anybody else. It's just kind of living, you know, in the gray. I'll give you an example. I went and bought my wife a new car about 12 months ago. And when I went to buy it, uh, my CPA said, hey, run it through the company and we'll depreciate it and it'll save you about ten or $12,000. And I said, well, I can't do that. And he said, why, why can't you do that? And I said, well, because my wife doesn't work in the company. He said, you own the company. I said, yeah, I own the company, but the car is not for me. It's for my wife. And they said, uh, well, you drive it to work occasionally. I said, no, I don't. <laughs> I never drive it to work. You know, I want to have integrity. I want to be honest. I want to be authentic in what I say. And the guy said, you're going to spend $12,000 in taxes if you don't run it through the business. And I said, you know what? That's okay. Because I know I'm not lying. I'm not cheating. I'm being authentic to who I am. Same way in social settings. You go out, you know, and you're hanging out with the guys and you talk one way in front of the guys or your peers or colleagues. And you go home and you talk another. Hmm. You don't tell the same jokes. You don't tell the same stories. You don't talk about the same things. Let's just hypothetically say you're on a business trip. You know, you go downstairs and you say some things that you wouldn't say normally in front of your wife, or you watch some things on TV that you normally wouldn't watch at home. Or if someone caught you watching or talking to or drinking the things that you're doing, is that authentic? And I call that double standard. And I'll just be honest with you, Lee, it's very, very tiring. It's exhausting to live a life that's not authentic because you've always got to remember what you say. You can't go to this person and tell this story because that's going to incriminate you on this other area. And I'm just want people to live a life that's authentic and true, whether it's with your wife, your colleagues, your peers, your children in business, whether you're at your place of faith or whether you're at the office, everything you do is genuine. You're vulnerable, you're transparent and you're authentic. Hmm. It's interesting. I was actually talking with a, a gentleman that's uh, listening to the show. He's over there in the States as well. And um, we were sort of talking about this uh, the other day about how sometimes it's it's quite difficult to be authentic. Um, and not... not why, do you sense... think that, why do you think that's the case? Well, that's what I was going <laughs> to ask you. But, you know, it's it's not a case... I don't think it's a case of fear. Um, I think it's we're trying to, to latch on to an identity that we perhaps want to be or we associate with in some way because we're comparing ourselves to others. Not sure, but we, we seem to struggle to then be our authentic self and we become someone who we're really not. And I like what you, you just said You want to be then. accepted. You want to be accepted. Yeah, perhaps perhaps that's what it is, acceptance. Right. But, I mean, and why why can't we be accepted as being ourselves? Well, that's what we're trying to teach. And you can be. You tie your identity up into things that are surreal, and you need to tie your identity into something more concrete. Hmm. And when you tie your identity up into possessions or titles and you lose one of those, then you've lost your identity. Hmm. For me personally, I'm a Christ follower. And so I tie my identity up into my faith and I don't have to live a certain way for anybody else because in Christ I'm enough. Some people that are listening to this may not be, you know, people of faith, but I think you've got to tie your identity up into something that's truth. That's real. That's concrete. And then you can't be authentic because you're trying to be accepted by the world. I want to be able to even stand alone. If my convictions are as such, I want to be able to say, that's not for me. 
regardless of the ridicule, regardless of the acceptance, I want to be true to myself. I want to be true to my family. Yeah. And I just think that if we take a position, people respect you more as a result of it. Hmm. And what, what comes to light for me is that, that whole piece of integrity, you know, and certainly I've noticed this myself. And the reason I was chatting about this with my mate is because sometimes I find myself going on different tangents and really not being who I authentically am. Um, and that whole piece of integrity there, you know, aligning yourself with your values. Like you said, if you have that car and um, that's not part of your values and who you are, then that would have made you really uncomfortable over the longer run. So you're happy to just say, look, that's that's how it is. I want to be honest. I want to do the right thing. Um, so be it if I have to pay the taxes, but it's my wife's car. Um, so you're going to sleep easier or not, I suppose. Well, if you're making your decision based on financial wherewithal or the decisions that you're going to make are not of integrity, but it's going to make you more money, then quite honestly, what you are is a thief. The but that's what a lot of us do, isn't it? Like we, we go out there and we're, I guess, I suppose a lot of us are a little bit lost in a sense and perhaps, you know, we're looking to make some more money or we're just looking to make a better life for ourselves. We're looking for that acceptance. And so then when we go out there and we look around us and go, well, how the heck do I do that? I mean, I'm going to have to, you know, I mean, we just, you know, if I listen to podcasts, I'm going to have a lot of influence from my, my mentors, my podcasters, and, you know, perhaps try and be a bit more like them rather than just being who I am. Well, yeah, it's easier to follow the crowd than it is to stand alone Mm. and take an authentic stand. But you have children. I don't know. Do you have children? I do. Yeah, three and six. Yeah. Okay. So your six-year-old, he goes to school and uh, he's taking a spelling test. And, you know, if you can get away with it, cheat because it doesn't matter. And you're like, you would never allow that. You would never allow your son or daughter to cheat. Yet we do it every day in business deals and we tell the government we're running this car through the business and it really belongs to your wife. She doesn't even work there, but it saved you $12,000. So what you could say to your son is, is, well, go ahead and cheat. As long as you don't get caught, as long as the teacher doesn't see you, <laughs> then it will be okay. Cause that's in essence what you're doing. And I just want to encourage people to really think through being honest, having character, having integrity, being honest and being authentic in your business dealings. The same way with, you know, your relationship with your mate. Uh, you know, you've got to be genuine. You know, there's certain things that you would do as long as you don't get caught. Well, it's okay. Well, that's just not true. That's just not the reality of mm. it. You know, mm. And so, listen, I've raised my hand first. There's so many things that I did wrong as a young man in my 20s and 30s. And I look back and think I wish I could have a do-over because it didn't serve me well, because people are going to catch you. They're going to see you. They're going to know that you did it wrong. Then they don't know when to believe you. Then it's like, well, you know, Lee told me this, but I'm not sure he cheated and compromised on this and he's living in the gray area. How do I know that he's an authentic guy? Hmm. And so I think we really tarnish our character as a result of not making the best decision up front, even when it costs you money. So what is that? I mean, and I guess it's it's a little bit of a crossover at the moment between being authentic and being honest. I think there's there's a slight um, discrepancy here, but why do we struggle to? Because I, I think you know, once you're aware, and I'm certainly more aware of it now than I was in the past. Like you, um, did so many things that I, that I shouldn't have done, wasn't comfortable with, or whatever. Um, I did it for the sake of um, my own advancement, I guess. And I still catch myself at sometimes doing things that, yeah, I wouldn't allow my child to do. Um, 
but sometimes we just do these things to, you know, again, find that acceptance, find our own advancement to make ends meet. Perhaps, you know, there's a lot of people out there that just say, you know, I just, I need a job, so I'll do whatever. And I guess this comes back to, um, you know, the path in life as well. I mean, we, I, I talk about it often is that we always, we fall into line and follow the crowd because we think that's the easiest way. And perhaps it's not um, aligned with our values, but we still just go, well, you know what? Heck it, I've got to do it. I've got to just go with it because how else am I going to make this happen? Well, yeah, I think that we're confused when it comes to that because there are other ways to make it happen when you have great integrity. Hmm. Uh, you know, I think through we're selfish, quite honestly. Humans are selfish. They want what's best for them. They want to do it at the least amount of inconvenience. Yeah. Uh, as long as you don't get caught, it's okay. That's just the wrong mentality. And as I said earlier, it's a double standard because you would never allow your children to do that, yet we're doing it as adults. And the kids can never learn to be honest and have integrity and be people of character because they're not being taught at home. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I just want to encourage the listeners today that there is a better way. There are ways that you can be authentic and genuine and not have a lack of integrity. And even if it does cost you money, well, so be it. What's more important to you? What you're saying is, and I don't mean this to sound disrespectful and I don't mean to be talking vulgar, but the truth of the matter is you're just a whore. You're for sale. And there's just a certain, I don't mean that to sound ugly, but the truth of the matter is, is that you're for sale. We just haven't found your price yet. And once it's painful enough, then you're going to sell yourself. And that's what you're doing. You're selling your honesty and your integrity. That's not being authentic to who you really want to be. Hmm. So you're going against your own values. You're going against who you are as a person, as an individual. But do you think sometimes perhaps a lot of us don't have a choice? Like if we're stuck in a hard spot and, you know, need a job, for example, we'll just take the next job that comes, even though we don't want to do it. It's not aligned with who we are or what we're all about. And we just go for it because we need that income. Well, it depends. Now, if you're crossing the line of integrity and character, then I think you should not do it. There is another way. If it's just things that you're having to do that doesn't maybe align with, you know, your long-term vision, that's a different story. There's right. many things mm -hmm. that I've Good done point. over the past that was just hard work that I just didn't enjoy. That's okay. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about when it's morally wrong or ethically wrong you're making a decision for the benefit and the glory of yourself rather than making the tough decision and the hard decision. All I want you to do is value your character and integrity over physical possessions. Yeah. So and really, really align, that, align yeah, what you think you say and do with, with those values. Right. Hmm. How, how do we, how do we know if we're being authentic or not? Yeah, I think you got to get people around you. I've been in mastermind groups now for 20 years, every single week for 20 years. I've also been in accountability groups for almost 30 years. And let me explain the difference in those. I have three men that I meet with every Friday morning at our local restaurant. And we've been doing this with these three men for 12 years. But for 30 years, I've done this exercise where we meet together and we challenge each other on the things that we're doing throughout the week and very difficult, very personal questions. Well, I know I'm going to get asked these questions every Friday, and so it makes me think about what I do through the week because they're going to ask me integrity questions and have I been faithful to my wife and am I doing things that are pleasing and uh, things to my faith. And 
I know I'm going to be asked these questions every single week. And so when I'm confronted with an obstacle or a trial or a fork in the road that I could make the wrong choice, I'm like, I don't want to lie to my group. And so I'm probably going to make the right choice. Same way in mastermind groups, isolation is the enemy to excellence. And you cannot make decisions on your own. We're designed to be in community. Mm. And if you mm. want to make the best decisions, you have to get people around you that are non-biased, trusted advisors, people that can help you make decisions. You know as well as I do, Lee, that you only have one life experience. You only have one set of filters by which you can look at things. No matter how hard you try, you can only see things one way. But when you surround yourself with people that don't have anything to gain or lose as a result of what they tell you, they have different life experiences, different filters, they have different skill set, they have different superpowers, and they can help you understand what you're about to walk into. I love to be around older people because they have no facades. They have no problem whatsoever with telling you how they really truly feel, and they've lived it. They've been there. The experience is a great teacher. That's why I'm in mastermind groups every single week. It has aided my success so much to not have to go through trials and tribulations as a result of listening to wiser people. That's how you can get through these obstacles. So really having a, a group, um, friends, a circle, a community where you can really openly talk to people that you trust, I suppose, um, will allow you to really pick out um, probably with with the group support, pick out the areas that you're not being authentic or aligned with what you actually value. If you're truthful, that's what I'm saying. If you go into the group and you don't lie and you're not kicking the can down the road and mm. you're not sticking your head in the sand, if you go in there and tell people, hey, this may not be right, but this is what I'm thinking, and you just share with people, a lot of people can come around you and give you strength and encouragement and edification. And they can say, hey, Lee, you know, that may sound good to you in your mind, but in reality, this is how it's going to play out. And they help protect you from making a blunder down the road. There's no way any of us are smart enough on our own. Everybody says, I'm a self-made man. That's not true. There's not a single self-made man out there. Everybody out there needs people around them hmm. to protect them and guard them, to help build boundaries, to help them to stay focused in the center of the road. Because soon as we don't have accountability, as soon as we don't have trusted advisors, we're going to succumb to the flesh and we're going to give in to things that we probably shouldn't do. We don't have anybody checking our moral compass, our ethics, our character. We don't have anybody asking questions. And so we do it on our own to best suit ourselves. And eventually you'll be found out. Eventually. Somebody's going to turn over a rock and they're going to find something there that you've done or said that's inaccurate. Now your question, now your integrity is in question. But if you have people around you constantly that can help you make good decisions, it'll make you a lot more successful than you are today. Yeah, okay. And I mean, you sort of mentioned when you first joined that mastermind group um, 30 years ago, whatever it was, you, you felt uncomfortable of being vulnerable, being yourself, being authentic, yeah? I didn't want to do it at all because I thought if I told them I didn't know something or I told them I was doing something in the gray, they would think less of me. They would kick me out of the of group. Shame or, yep. Right. There would be, yeah. And that's the shame is what always gets us. But in actuality, what it did was it endeared me to those people. They're like, hey, we've made mistakes too. And the more you share vulnerably and transparently with others, the more vulnerable and transparent they're going to be with you hmm. because we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all are susceptible to fail. 
And when we bind together, right, you can do so much more in a community, in a group than you can alone. Listen, it's lonely. These people that are listening to this interview right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've sat in your office and you're like, I need to make a decision and I have nobody else to trust that I can go to and help me make these decisions. But when you do have those trusted advisors that you've built this authenticity up, this vulnerability, this transparency, you can go to them and say, I need to make this decision. And you guys know me. You've been around me. You can help me make this decision. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure, um, myself included, there's a lot of people that can relate um, to being in that situation. And, you know, sometimes I think family is hard to, hard to rely on for this sort of and, and we're probably most vulnerable with our family, but it's sort of sometimes a hard sort of group to rely on, if that makes sense, to, to get well, that support and advice. Do you agree or is it? Yes, 100%. I'll be honest with you. Uh, push back a little bit from what you said. I think that we're less vulnerable with extended family. We may be more vulnerable in our immediate family, but then we're sworn to secrecy and nobody else knows, so nobody else can help you. Hmm. You're hiding, again, behind that veil of shame. But the people in your family, your extended families, brothers, sisters, moms, dads, things like that, it's hard for them to help you because they're biased and they're going to yeah. tell you what you want to hear. So you can't really be in an accountability group in a mastermind group with a coworker or a family member because there's something there that disallows them from being totally honest with you. Hmm. And so I suggest strongly getting around other entrepreneurs, other business people, uh, maybe not even in your community. That's the reason we do our mastermind groups virtually on a video platform is because people will be a lot more vulnerable and transparent quicker because they're dealing with people all over the nation rather than in their local community because they're less likely to be open in their community because their wife, your wives are good friends and they're going to be talking at the local football game and you're afraid that what you share may get out. Mm. But if you're dealing with people in other states and even other countries, you're a lot more apt to being vulnerable and transparent because you don't have that fear factor. How can we be open? I mean, I, I totally understand what you're saying there as, as the, the larger communities, the more separated you are. Um, by locality, um, the easier it is to open up and be vulnerable. But how can we, um, if, you, if all that you've got is that local sort of network, how can we um, practice being more open and overcoming those fears to being authentic? Well, what you need to do is test it slowly. Yeah. And the worst thing you could possibly do is gather a group together and just share all your dirty laundry. I would not do that <laughs> for love or money. Yeah. What you want to do is start talking to a couple of people. Mm -hmm. You want to start having coffee and lunch and dinner, getting to know them. Some of you already may have some people that you know well, and you may go to them and say, hey, I'd like to form a mastermind or an accountability group. And I want to tell you, I want to be totally honest with you and mm -hmm. vulnerable. I want to be transparent, but I want kind of a non-disclosure. I want you to say these things are private. They're confidential. And I'm going to share with you, but it's got to be confidential. And listen, guys, the worst thing you could ever do is for somebody to entrust that level of confidentiality and you go share it with somebody. I'll just be honest with you. You would be kicked out of my group so fast if you were to share things that are personal with somebody other than the person that you're talking to. To me, that's pretty low, Lee. I'll just be honest. I, I would think that that would take a pretty low person to go out and share things when you've confided in them. So go slow, get a few guys, dole out a little bit, make sure they can be trusted, 
and uh, they earn the right and the respect over a long period of time for you to share everything and be authentic with them. And last question, how do you approach someone that um, perhaps you, you can detect is not really being themselves? Um, I don't know how you detect that, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure natural intuition allows us to do that. But how, how do you approach that? I mean, you've obviously yeah, dealt with a lot well, of mastermind groups where yeah, I'm sure you've come across this. Well, the thing is, in our mastermind groups, it's called Iron Sharpens Iron. And uh, it's where uh, it's a biblical principle is where one man sharpens another as iron sharpens iron. And when their sparks fly, right, when iron sharpens iron, there's sparks flying. It's the same way when we come together. But the difference in our groups is that you are volunteering to come to be vulnerable and transparent. Now, if you're out in the secular world and you're talking to someone, if you haven't developed a relationship with that person, you haven't earned the right to speak into them. And so people will probably tell you it's none of your business. But when you develop the friendship and you develop the relationship and you've built that over time, you've earned the right to speak into their life. And then you can say, hey, Lee, I've just noticed that when you tell stories, you embellish things. And I want to encourage you to tell it accurately because people don't know whether to take you serious or not. That's just one example. Mm, mm. Many, many other things that you can challenge people on once you get to know them. But if you don't develop the relationship, there's no way that you can challenge people's authenticity. Makes a lot of sense. Aaron, it's um, yeah, fantastic conversation. Um, brief to the point, um, authenticity, um, something you're very passionate about, obviously, and something that we could all work on, uh, myself included, a lot more, is being really authentic, um, integral to uh, integral have uh, integrity with our values and, and sort of move on that path in life. I think it is, like you said earlier, um, it's a lot more beautiful to approach life in that manner than trying to always have that friction where you're, you're going against your values, which um, I certainly have noticed in my time. So thanks for uh, sharing, Aaron. Um, any final thoughts or messages? No, Lee, I just want to encourage your listeners, if they are looking for a group, uh, go to viewfromthetop.com. Mm-hmm. You can fill out an application there to be involved in our mastermind group. And I would love to have you consider it. And if you're interested, we'd love to have you. So thank you for having me on the hidden why today. I really enjoyed as always being with you. And if I can ever do anything for you, buddy, let me know. Uh, definitely will, mate. Look, check it all out, guys, at thehiddenwhy.com. I'll stick the links in there for that, viewfromthetop.com. So check it out and perhaps uh, join one of these mastermind groups. Thanks, Aaron, for coming on, and thanks, guys, for listening in. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwide.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. 
If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in the hidden why, click the ratings and reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden White Podcast. My name is Liam Undertee. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.